Okay, Mitzvah Shem. Um, tomorrow night we will have Shear again, and we will have Shear Sunday morning. Uh, next week there's no Shear midweek, and I appreciate the fact that your wives have been asking you at night to do work, which is why you're all here. I see the attendance has increased, so uh, please express our Karis Atayv. And uh, the same hopefully will follow through on Sunday morning. Uh, uh, that's right, it's unbelievable. She goes straight to Pesach. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're in the middle of the tuition issue and Lavua Lai, the Gemara and Bea, which we saw last night, that says that Hashem gives a Havtacha that it's all on an open tab, that whatever salary is Nigzer on Rosh Hashanah does not include Shabbos, Yantiv, Chalamayr, we'll speak about Rosh Chedish in a minute, and Talmud Terror for the children. We began discussing last night uh, what about the English studies uh, that would depend on the question on is it first a do we pass like Rabbi Roy Zachiev and the father to teach his son a trade or not? That's uh, not too explosive a topic. We're going to Mitzvah Shem start that tomorrow night if we, uh, we get to it or Moshe's Tshuva I doubt we're going to finish tomorrow night. So fascinating about is whether it's actual Chiv or just a practical thing when the time comes. And uh, then you have to figure out, um, I saw the U.S. last night, uh, if Ramesha if holds the truancy law dictates that they've got to be in school, so then it's a chiv anyway, and English is part of that uh, truancy law. So the question is, can you deduct any of it? Uh, if you're paying full tuition, we already spoke out, uh, whatever number is being used to subsidize other people, certainly <coughs> deductible for Ramesha. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese, is, is that, so is that a Dabr Shabbat under a different category? It's not Talmud Tegra. But some of the yeshivas, I don't want to mention specific names, but some of the yeshivas don't pay English teachers. They have their, their bayos, maybe that's... No, they pay them. They pay them. They just pay them. No, but they pay them. It still costs more. They have... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, it's a general uh, thrust right now in the community uh, to try to get the bayon paid more. I'm sure you'll see some article on that. Uh, that they should be more effective teachers, which is always good for the kids. Uh, but that's uh, it's a separate uh, separate discussion. In regards to uh, Hashem giving se- uh, money separately. Yes, on top of, yes. On, on top of, but there is a chance that Hashem has decided that he doesn't want to give that to a particular person that year. Or... Sounds like from the Gemara that the only Machlechus we had last night was the Machlechus, the Gron, the Marshal, what the Girsa in Tesis was, on how far out on a limb you go and be talking of borrowing against that account. So the Marashal said, only when you have collateral, just have a cash flow issue. And Hashem says, when the cash is due, you won't have a cash flow issue. And the Gras says, no, if you go get somebody to loan you money without a collateral, take the plunge. And we saw last night that the Mishabur is more honest to the fact that it's not really a machlekes, and they both agree, it depends on the object of the person, which of Nissan Carol this is now going to go into, uh, so we're going to read that inside. Let's go to page five on your copy set. You see Chutchani in the top, so this and Karlitz. And he has a nice overview of this. And he starts off with an interesting kasha, among many other kashas. But I put a bracket on the second column of the kasha. Actually, before we start, I wanted to speak out that Sadiq uh, uh, emailed me, asked me last night, late at night. It's nice to see everybody always thinks about the shares they go home two hours later. So uh, I think at the end of this year, you uh, pointed out the Medrash uh, says, Shabbos Yantiv, the Mara Munchberg, Shabbos Yantiv, Cholomot, and Rosh Chedish. Rosh Chedish is an interesting Yantiv. We don't have a Chiv to wash, but it's a good thing to wash. 
And uh, if you wash and make a nice meal, it's going to cost more money. Is that included? So the reason Medrash seems to say that it is. And I'll quote from what you uh, cut and paste over here. I have to make a separate copy. Rosh Hashanah, Niktsatsam, Mazan, Shashaladam. Your salary, income, losses, and profits are set from Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. And Rashi put in a little muster last night. If you overspend, it's not coming back. Which means if you overspend on something frivolous, it's not going to be there for Hashanah, something that's needed. Medrash here adds Rosh Hashanah. And. Medrash then adds, Mashihatinaikas, listen carefully, this Lushan, Mashinaikas Malikan the base Rabban, but the kids bring extra for the Rabbayam, Imosifim, Masifan Law, and Pachas Pesan Law. If you give more, it sounds like some sort of tip, we'll discuss in a minute what this is. Then also it's not part of the Cheshpin, so Masif, Masifim, Hashem will pay back, and if you give less, Hashem will give you less. So the Mishabur here quotes that Rosh Chedish has no chiv to make a suda. If you do, it's a nice thing, and not stop just washing a piece of. Pumpernickel, not that I have anything as pumpernickel, but it sounds like to make it a nice uh, festive meal, which costs money. And this magic is alluding to the fact that it's on the list together with Shabbos and Yantif and Cholamoyed. The, um, the Machlekes he brings, what does this next line mean when it talks about the kids bringing the things to the Rabbeim? So that, they, that it says it's also off the tab and uh, Shem is giving it as a freebie, so to speak. Is there a mitzvah to take the wife out once a month? Whoa, that's that's. Right, so the well, I'm sorry, that can't be a shear of once a month. So the rebbe's piped up because at least once a month we're doing our rosh chodesh because then it's not on your tab. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna call the rebbe's in. Uh, okay, she should have uh, when, when she read the last shidduch. My daughter should have told Yitzchak to take her out of rosh chodesh. That would have been. I didn't hear that by the shidduch. Uh, but it's a nephew. Okay, so uh, um, that's interesting. Again, this is part of our discussion from last night. You didn't want to know, can you cook a lot for Shabbos and have for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? That was you who asked that? I better... So I conceded part of that. I said, women, Jewish mothers like, to their credit, like to cook a lot and like to cook barafchis, and that's the way you invite guests and have families. You don't make some seven beans in a chunk. So we cook barafchis, and it's always left over for Matzah Shabbos, Sunday night, and maybe Monday night. Your question was, how about Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night? So he said that as an ace to the color, you're like, okay, that's a good... No, but the, as I explained last night, it's always there because if after 20 years of marriage, they haven't figured out that there's always left over for three nights, cook less. Why haven't they figured that out? The answer is they have figured it out. But they're not going to do it because in case somebody walks in or in case the uh, Adam comes and he says this figure is not a cook and there's not enough food, they're not going to take a risk. So mainly there's always left over on Shabbos on their money. So that's legal. That's legit. If he said you can throw in another five pieces of chicken for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, that's a chiddush. Because that's Harama with a capital H. But, you know, we do Harama for Mechiris Chames. I guess it's the season. And for many other things. So uh, just verify and get back to me. Let me know. Um, you might start using it. Anyway, the Beit Sezim here is Machlekes with the Bach. What does it mean? That, what are the kids bringing over here? What's this idea of Rosh Chedesh? The Beit Sezim says, what is Lashon here? Kasa Beit Sezim, the Masha Amra, Masha Tanegs, Malichin, Chayas, Chalimud. He says, talk about tuition. 
And I'll get back to that in a moment. The Bach says, it's not talking about tuition. It sounds like they're bringing something special for Rosh Chedesh. It's talking about an extra tip for Rosh Chedesh and I had a minute to bring an extra something on Rosh Chedesh. So Tzadik asked me, well, what does it mean, the Beis Yasef? Why would they be bringing, what's the, what's the idea over here? Why don't they just send a check? So I think historically, the Pashat over here is that people are very poor. And Rabbeim got paid even less. And they didn't write tuition checks. <laughs> they didn't bring any big money. They barely got scraped together a couple of grushim and they sent it with the kids. It was almost like embarrassing to bring it to the Rebbe. So they sent every day a little bit to the Rebbe. And according to Beisaysif, as you were asking right before the year, it doesn't really tie in to Rosh Chedesh per se. It could be that in honor of Rosh Chedesh, instead of paying the entire balance, they paid more in Rosh Chedesh. Or they bought the whole thing in Rosh Chedesh. It's unclear in the Beisaysif. The Bach is saying clearly it's an extra tip. And you were asking, so how does that have to do with being extra levo or lie? The answer is it's tuition, and the tuition for Talmud is paid for. So the Rosh Chedesh aspect might be, if you're going to pay a Rebbe, so then maybe pay him a Rosh Chedesh. Make something simchatic about Rosh Chedesh. What? Yes, yes. The Shailas has a tie with the word. It says the Lash of the Medrash is that the Tinekis are bringing to the Rabbeim a Rosh Chedesh. So what does that mean? doesn't? Let's see. Uh, it alludes to Rosh Chodesh here. Oh. I mean, it says it right after Rosh Chodesh. Oh, right. Okay, Mashi Tenegis Malichel Lebeis Rabban. It doesn't say what the interval is. No, but he brings down. I wonder. Chanukah, by the way, is still is a minute, and Perm is a minute also. Yeah, but uh, the way he quotes the Bach, Pirish the Kaya Rosh Chodesh. That wasn't my imagination. It doesn't say Pirish Rosh. The Bach says going Rosh Chodesh. So it sounds like they gave him, he's trying to prove the point that Rosh Chesh fits in as a Samayantif, so they try to make a sympathetic. So the Bach is holding his line back on the word before Rosh Chesh. But it's talking about regular tuition. So again, my conjecture is maybe they bought a little bit every day, and maybe they paid off a balance of Rosh Chesh, so they bought more Rosh Chesh. That's my, that's my conjecture. But there is such a meaning. Something point to the Bach, the meaning we have today for Hanukkah and Perm, uh, is echoed over here and, and possibly even on Rosh Chedesh. So interesting. It's easier to understand because it feeds in, in, in a way because it's in the general the context. Basis. Yes, yes. Then the general Talmud and the Bach is saying, I think what the Bach's name is that is that you're adding. What are you adding? What are you adding? You pay X amount of tuition. So what, the answer right. is the answer is it's an extra tip above the understanding of what the tuition would have been, which is the mitig. I think we, we pay tuition, and who doesn't send checks to the Rabbeim on, on Hanukkah and Perm? So, so, so this is found in a, in a very early source. Okay, let's go to Rav Nisim Karolitz now. On page Memdala, page 5, in your copy. Starts off with an interesting kasha. A kasha. See the second column in the middle? Kasha. It's a stomach kasha. We're talking about a Gemara, a guy so poor he has to borrow against Hashem and he has a mashkin and the girl says he doesn't even need a mashkin, the mamish doesn't have cash flow, doesn't have a mashkin, doesn't have anything. He's poor. So he says, I understand. We don't have to give away more than a fifth for any mitzvah. What's going on over here? The mitzvah is to be Ma'anik Shabbos. Ma'anik Yantiv, Rosh Chaydesh, So why he has to borrow money? He doesn't have to spend more than a fifth of his own assets, let alone borrow money. Good kasha on the whole, on the whole subject. So why exactly is the Gemara assuming over here that you should be going, not only spending all your own money, if you ran out of cash, you should be borrowing money. Yeah, but then we shouldn't have a Takana of Usha not to give more than a fifth of stock, which are many cools for, but the Xavier is still there. 
and kosher cane for other mitzvahs, and that's true. We pass malach l'maitzah and halachas lulav that you're not supposed to spend more than a fifth for any mitzvah So why not? Why just borrow? The answer is not covered by the Gemara. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. That's part of the other Shiloh, but it's not fairish in the Gemara. But it sounds like it's across the board. It's, it, it's, it's bothering him. The Gemara is talking about borrowing not just for Talmud Torah. That's the Talmud Torah Lubano. Shabbos Yantiv is a mitzvah. It's not even a mitzvah. The rice is a mitzvah to the Kabbalah. So he has Tamakasha. Why are we borrowing for this? You're not even allowed to get down your account to, to 80%, less than 80% of what it was. You can't give away more than a chemish. That's the other Shilas. That's one of the Chavetz Chaim's clues which we had before that maybe the whole Tachan doesn't apply to a Gvir Adir, doesn't apply to somebody's not going to come poor. We're talking about a guy who's so poor, he doesn't have anything, he's borrowing money. And the Gwan says, yes, to borrow to the extent that he can't recover it. But there are What's going on over here? So it's a very strong kash which has to be addressed. Something doesn't sound like that. Sounds like just keep spending. More than that, not just a chaymish, you, you should borrow. So, how do you fit that in? Bilach has a similar kasha on a favorite shikamar. Now, these are Masechus Gedushin. Guy pigeon a band, these are You might remember this gamar. Dim ain loy rake slum. The guy's so poor, he has five slum left in his bank account. So, what's the this? The gamar is all shayla. She paid his son, she paid himself. The Bilach says, What's going on? If it's the same child, what's going on? Well, he paid his son, paid himself. He's part of the mitzvah. It's more than a fifth of his assets. It's all of his assets. What's the gamar shayla? Who should he pay off first? Which is the Bir Lachas Kasha. So, Litzas Asma of Achen Liel Alas the Regal talks about Liel Regal spending all your money on transportation. Sham Mayrish Ein Lan Achasim Klal Zulas Elu Hachamisha Slaim, and that's all he has left. So, why is there a Chiyuv? Lachayra Ein Mochiyuv Lasseis Kolashaloi Ein Sham Ashatiris. I penned it over here. The Bir Lachas answers over there that interesting terrorist. There's no Xavier might become poor. Why not? He is poor. As Bir Lachas says, no problem whatsoever, no danger whatsoever. Absolutely, the facts are quite clear. He's got five slum left in his total assets. That what? I mean, if a guy's a ball stuck anyway. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not a stop. He's giving stock to somebody else. Why should he give a, It's not uh, here. It's not his mitzvah. He wants to know. He wants to pay himself. He wants to pay himself. Who goes first? Ali Laregel. This is for him. This is a very. He's a very basic shaylus. You got to wrap up the. He's going to address all this, but. Because there's no, because there's never any chiv. Rabbi Shalom and Tshuva by Stucka. No, no, Stucka never starts if you if you're an ani. Never, never gets there is no mitzvah. Lulov, an ani has to take lulov. An ani has to be a regal. An ani has to be a ben. So why should he? Spend? Clearly, it's his last five slime. That's the Gemara says that's the case. That's what she spent on him or her son. So the Birlach wants to know what's going on. He says, no, there's not the kind of susha. There's no gzeri shemiyadi. That's the Birlach's answer. Chaz nishteretz. A lot of Acharim go on this. And it's Chazdish Teres, the shiny pigeon of Ben, we call him Mitzvahs. Sheesh possessed Sheba Nechassim. Interesting Lumdish Teres, which only answers, by the way, pigeon of Ben, is that pigeon of Ben, automatically, there's a Shibud Vinatera on all his assets to do the pigeon from the get go, from time. He's born with time. His, his son is born. Next page, page six. Top line. Why is this so? 
Why is this? It's a shibit right away. So what? You know, they give away more than a fifth. What's the answer? The answer is Pashit. They could have been. They could have been Mafkiyah, this Mitzvah Shev Matasa, but Chazin Shol's not Mastaba. They were. It's a Shibud automatically, and there's no Patur of having to release the money. The money's like owned by the Mitzvah already, and you just got to figure out whose Mitzvah yours is. So, so there's a Shiloh's way you give it. Do we even have to come into this? If Antonia borrows, if he has the money, if he has the assets to, to, to pay back, is Potter from paying back? Is he Mitzvah to pay back? Uh, <laughs> no, he's not Potter from paying That's interesting. Uh, th- th- that's, I, I have to think. He didn't ask that. You hear what he's asking? <laughs> that's great. Well, I, I don't know. You know. That's a good line. Nobody should spread that too much. That's an interesting... Uh, you go back to the guy and says, yeah, I'd really love to pay you, but it's usher, it's kind of susha, and it's, you know, I really get more than 50 of my assets. No, that's a different story. That, if it's not for a good reason, it's rishus. If you're doing it, it's time to uh, buy a yacht. If it's for this sugya, it depends on um, Madrega, the the Gerard, the Marshal. But to address your question, it's not a time, it's the same answer. Just like by Stalker, the flip side is you have no chiv in the first place because why should you support somebody else who can't afford it yourself? Over here, it's the opposite. You borrowed money and you put yourself in this matzav. If it was premeditated, you certainly should. If it wasn't, then al If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. So it depends on what the circumstances. According to the Marshal, according to the Gros Gersa. According to him, there shouldn't be borrowings if you are so poor. So this answer wouldn't apply. No, his kasha is why are you borrowing in the first place? You don't even have to give away if you have 80% of your assets left. That's his kasha, which we didn't answer yet. So we didn't address answer, that yet. Taisvis is answering the two Gersas. Hanimili, if you don't have Mimi Lovus, so that means if somebody's willing to loan you, you have no way to pay it back without Hatev, the go ahead. I depend on my trigger, but the gross says that. That's the gross gear. So the Marshall's gear says you have no cash flow. You're not really sure at the end of the month where that cash is coming from, but you have uh, some assets in the background, worst case scenario. Shem says, don't worry, you won't have to sell your life there. You'll have the cash. That was the, that's the machlekes. That's a question of degree, which he's going to get to. That's but here we... agree with this answer, obviously. Which one? The answer that we gave for the gross, with the Marshall would agree with the No, they're clearly disagreeing on something. Right. It's a but question of how far you have to put yourself out. Yeah, but that just feeds his kasha more. As he's asking, why in the world would anybody ever get near this matzav of there should be a chiv to put pressure on him to borrow? Long before that, if he doesn't even have to give away more than 20% of his assets. This guy's out of assets. That's the shayla. It's a stronger kasha coin to the grub. As the grub is saying, you don't even have a mashkin backing you up. Yeah, correct. So we didn't, we didn't address that yet. Right now, he's just asking, the chaznish is suggesting, pitching is not a kasha, because that's a shiba from the Torah. Chazal were an oikir, b'shev al-tasa, question why not? But he says they weren't. This is the Chazanish talking. What you do? And you can't answer this whole answer is only for Pidgin Ben. The Torah has a Shibut Alila Regal. There's no Shibut on your assets to do Alila Regal. And yet the, ter- the Gemara talks about being Alila Regal and spending your last money. Your advice on being Alila Regal. So, and pitting it against other things you have to spend on for mitzvahs. So why is Ali the regal not running? That's the Chaznish. His first test is not going to help for that. The Tirit Sham, Bezel So he gives a very interesting overview. Hashkafa slash halacha. Efsher, Shem Ritzayna, Lalas, the regal, Chayav Lalas, Sharei Rishayla, Hitzikal, and Lalachom, Ashu, Reitzah. This is very important. Chaznish says, Chazan never put a cap on what you could spend your money on. 
not a business venture. They suggested go one-third, one-third, and one-third at any given point in your life. One-third real estate, one-third speculative, one-third cash on hand in case something good comes by. That's Chazal's eight. So that's not a chiyav. That's not an isr to spend all your money in one place. It's just not smart. So Chaznish is going to suggest maybe this guy is a heligayid and he loves Yantif and he loves seeing millions of Jews and the Kayin of Avadas and bringing Kabbalahs. His biggest excitement, he waited all winter going up a Lila Rego for Pesach. Forget the mitzvah part. I mean, he's doing it with So is there a one-fifth cap? You can't spend more than 20% of your assets on a mitzvah? Interesting shayla. So before this, Chazni would have said, yeah, you can't spend more than 20%. Chazni says, no. He wants to go and lead the rallies. He doesn't want to miss it. This is exciting. This is, this is fun for him. Some chashor mitzvah. It's gavaldi. Geshmak. He's waiting for this. If a guy wanted to go to uh, Switzerland and go skiing, you just say, sorry, it's more than 50 your assets? You might say you're being silly, but it's not us. It's not the Kanazusha, which is counterintuitive. Kanazusha only goes on mitzvahs, not on, not on rishos. You have to spend up to 20%. You can't spend more than 20%. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. Yeah. Unless you have one of the excuses of the Chavaz Chaim we spoke about by Stockholm. So here, Chazni is saying, he wouldn't be mechayiv to and he wouldn't be allowed to. But he has the excuse that besides the mitzvah, he's doing it for the mitzvah, but he also wants to go to Yushalayim for Pesach. He wants to go down. And it's like, can't go. He, I, I mean, if I want to go to vacation, he oh, wants no, to go, no, no, no. but he's never going to miss it. All his friends are going to be there, and all is this exciting, and he wants to see the kind of wants to see, he likes seeing the uh, pillar of fire in the basement. He likes seeing the Asaranism. Gets him very excited. So he's going to He might be all the Shema, but I read his Lashem. Isaiah Lashem again. Actually, Shem Rizan, Lalas, Larego, Chayav, Lalas, Shareh, Shai, Laitzika, and Menel, Chomashiretza. He wants to see the cover of the on millions of Jews and the cover of the Mikdash and the Nisim and the Flos and the Kainim. And he'd go even if it wasn't Metzuva. Fascinating idea. So to my level, it's a driver's choice almost. Which is what I said. If you want to go to Switzerland, you're spending more than 50 assets. What can we do to you? We can call you a Shaita and a Baal Gashmius. And a person with the wrong hashkafah, they call you all sorts of names, but you can't throw Takana Zusha at the guy. Yes. Yes. Why is that? Now you're asking a good question. How can that be? How can it be it comes out, Takana Zusha, for Mitzvah, only up to a fifth? For Switzerland, whatever you want. So I think the answer is, Klaisol's Kadeshim Haim. Chazal weren't worried about from people in Klaisol spending more than a fifth of their assets on vacations. Right? They weren't, but that wasn't how mean by them. For Mitzvah, for Stockholm, they were worried about the Yid and giving away all their money. So Yidin was so generous, they're so into the mitzvahs, they had to put a stop to this, Rabbi Sai, not more than 20%. Is that a testimony to Klai Yisrael? It's Kavaldik. That's what Chaznish is saying. So over here, he has the excuse, he wants to go to Yishalayim, and go to Yishalayim. So, what is he trying to say over here? We started off, Nisa was asking Akasha. We're talking about a guy who wants to have Shabbos. And we're talking about Levu Alai. And he says, Levu Alai, he can't even spend more than 20% of his assets, let alone go to Hak. So what's the answer? Answer is, he wants to have Shabbos. He wants to have a suit. His kids are coming, in-laws are coming, friends are going, he's having a Shabbos. It's Geshmak. So there's no cap on that. Fascinating idea. Yeah, maybe. If this is his, like, he can't breathe if he's not helping people. He's like, ice much. His mom is like, he's, he's, he's hyperventilating. So, yeah. So where's the line? Where's which one? Where's the line between the We'll get to that to Mitzvah Shem tomorrow night. As soon as I figure it out. 